that's jammed with gunners like me Afraid of coming in last But somewhere in the race we run We're coming on There to everybody in Radio Land listening on WBCQ International Shortwave on 7490 kilohertz. Hey man, you're listening to uh, our pre-show music for our amateur radio roundtable, a show about ham radio and shortwave. It'll be coming up here in about 20 minutes, so stand by for the show. In the meantime, I'll sit back and uh, enjoy the music. Falling. 
Hey, hey, everybody, it is, what is it, September the, 
What's the date? It's 12th? 12th. My computer says 11th. Huh. No, it's the 12th. That's why your time was off. Yeah. Okay. Hey, guys, it's September the 12th, and you're listening to and watching Amateur Radio Roundtable, a show about ham radio, shortwave, electronics, you name it. We've got it here. Uh, we got Glenn Popel with us again uh, this week. He's with us uh, uh, every week. And, uh, hey, we uh, we welcome you, especially if you're out there listening on shortwave. You're listening on Thursday between 5 and 7 p.m. on 7490. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email. It's real easy to remember. Just tom at w5kub.com. Tom at w5kub.com. Send us an email. Let us know where you are. And... Uh, if you're watching the show tonight, we're on Tuesday nights, of course, from 8, 8 till about 10 o'clock uh, Central Time. And uh, if you're watching the show tonight, we're, uh, we'd like to uh, welcome you and uh, ask you to do us a couple of favors. If you would, click the uh, subscribe button. And it's right over here somewhere. Where is it? Right, right down in, right over here. Hit that subscribe button, if you will. Yeah, it's over there. Is it? It's right, right about there. Isn't it? Am I pointing at it? I don't know. But hit that subscribe button. We'd really like you to do that. Hit, uh, hit the like. Hit the uh, notify button, if you will, please, and uh, that'll let you know anytime we we might come on with something special. Uh, so uh, we got a number of things uh, on the agenda tonight to talk about. Several things, some surprising things, and some interesting things. Uh, uh, I saw a new multimeter. I I can't resist give, gizmos and stuff. So I, I saw a new multimeter on on the internet, and I ordered it uh, the other day. And I've got it here, and we're going to do a little unboxing, quick review of it, and then we're, we're going to do a comparison. See how accurate it is. We're going to do a comparison with it uh, against a Fluke 12 and a Fluke 10, and a a Harbor Freight three dollar meter. We're going to look at all of them at the same time here, and we're going to see how it turns out. So that's going to be an interesting thing here uh, in just a few minutes we're going to do. Uh, hey, if, you, if you're still interested in the uh, Hamcation ham tickets for, the, for Orlando coming up in February, uh, send me an email. And i tell you what we're going to do on, on our show on November the 14th. November the 14th, we will uh, we'll announce the winner of that. Uh, we'll, we'll pick somebody. That sends me an email that says I want those tickets. So we got uh, a pair of tickets for you, and um, so shoot me an email, Tom at w5kub.com, and uh, we'll put your name in the hat there, and maybe you'll get some free tickets for uh, uh, Orlando. Also, we had one or two people that were interested in this Mastrant uh, cable. You know, this is the non-conductive cable. Mastrant, uh, they're pretty famous for their non-conductive guy cables and stuff. And uh, uh, I've, I've got, you know, a $20 gift certificate here. If anybody wants to buy some Mastrant cable, uh, let me know and I'll mail this to you. It's, it's for 20 bucks, and uh, there is a $30 minimum, but you're going to spend $30 anyway. So uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get that off to you uh, there. And um, uh, we will uh, probably announce that. Um, probably September uh, next month September September the 19th show we'll let the winner know who got the uh, 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 Mastrant uh, cable so that's here. what next week's show oh is it yeah 
Today's the 12th. Oh, man, you're right, man. Hey, man, this month is flying like crazy, man. <laughs> no kidding. It really is. Man, this month is just moving on. Okay, you're yep. right. That is next week. So, hey, you want this cable? Better send me a note tonight. Tom at W5KUB. All right. Well, Glenn, what, what do you had going on uh, this week, man? Well, um, I'm getting into the home stretch of the book. You know, I got the deadline of September 30th, and uh, it's getting down there. I mean, this is quite literally all that remains to do. Um, this is the printed version of what has already been done. So you get a, a comparison there. Um, realistically, assuming I can stay on the pace I'm on, uh, I will have it finished by the end of this weekend and turned in. So there's a good chance that y'all can use it as a stocking stuffer for this Christmas. Well, that'll be cool, man. Well, there's actually supposed to be two books this year. ARRL's got the one, and then uh, this new publisher that I'm working with, Elector, uh, that's what this book is for. And they're big over in Europe, and they do stateside as well. So I've actually got two publishers now. All right. Well, good luck on finishing that book up there. It's getting I know, there. I know, getting you real need, close. I know you need to get it done there. And Man, I need a break bad. Boy, I tell you. Uh, man, Glenn, I, I just don't know where... Where, where the time is flying so fast. So, I know. September I'm going to miss this sunspot cycle, man. Week. I've got yeah. the radios all ready to go and haven't had time to work the sunspot cycle. This is not fun. All right. Well, hey, just as a side note, me and my September, October, just a, three weeks, four weeks, is going to get really busy for me. I'm not, I'm not sure how it's going to affect the show. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a wedding. i got to go to a granddaughter wedding uh, here on the 8th, and that's also my anniversary, so... Uh, the 8th of October, and then uh, on the 12th, man, I get an eye replaced, uh, get the lens replaced, not the whole eye, but I get an eye, a, a lens uh, put in the eye, and, uh, oh, man, and then the doctor appointment must start, you know, you got to have an appointment the next day, and then you have a one-week follow-up, and then in two oh, weeks, yeah. in two weeks, I'll get the second eye done, and then the next day, you know, see the doctor and then a week later i gotta get you know the follow-up and hey man the month of october is gonna be really messed up i'm gonna That's try to, i'm gonna try to have the show uh it, it may be a, an interesting show here uh, one or two of them where i'm trying to uh, have the show and read something and <laughs> and and uh the two eyes aren't together you know so we're gonna yeah. see how that but i'm looking forward to it man i need to get that done uh yeah, my right. doctors are all the next three Thursdays. Yep, yep. And well, then I've got a few in October, but yeah, I'm doing the whole doctor sequence over the next couple months as well. It's all well, checkups. Man, hey, if it wasn't doctors, what would us old guys do, you know? Yeah, well, we're fortunately, just, these are all checkups and yeah, yeah. theoretically routine tests. We, we know how that goes. Yeah. The last time I went in for a series of routine chests, they decided to do an alien on me and pop my chest open. Well, we don't want that to uh, happen hopefully anymore. Hopefully we don't have to go through that again. No, I don't want that, you know. <laughs> All right. Hey, you know, um, I built my satellite system up, and uh, I was getting interested in using it again. 
And, uh, you know, we had the trouble a couple weeks ago. My rotor, it didn't seem like it was turning in here, but it really was, but I didn't think it was. But we fixed that problem. But then uh, everything was a little scratchy on the satellite, and I, I wasn't making contacts. And uh, I went up there and I looked at them, and let me show you what I saw. I've got a picture or two here. Show they work what. better if the coax is attached. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It's... Uh, I don't know if you can tell what's going um, on here. Can, can, it, it looks like you're uh, trying to work duplex satellites. That's right. I'm trying to work through a satellite on the east coast and one on the west coast at the same time. Man. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that's if they had a link, tricky. yeah, if they had a link between them, I could, might be able to make a contact. So you know that long that the. Uh, that 440 antenna you see in the background with the little elements, I think it's got, heck, I forget how many elements it's got. 28 elements, I think. Anyway, it's got one boom clamp, and it just wasn't holding. I'm afraid to tighten it too much because if I yeah. tighten it too much, I'm going to crush the uh, the boom. Right. So I tightened it. I tightened it. I came back. Still not much luck. And uh, I went out and looked the next day, and they... They looked like that again. I mean, wow. I mean, you know, pretty much they're, they moved again. So I thought, okay, all right, I've got to fix this. So uh, I went in a shop and built me up a little, little uh, mechanical bracket that I put on there. And what I did, uh, let's see, it's hard to see on that one. <clears throat> I put another U-bolt. That's a set steel plate underneath the boom there. So I put a steel yeah. plate under the boom. I put a heavy, uh, a second heavy U-bolt through that plate on the boom, and uh, that plate is also hooked into that that other uh, U-bolt. And uh, so I put uh, I put those on there, and. I must not got it tight again because they'd moved a little bit. I went up there and tightened them again, and they're holding now. I just I was afraid to tighten too much, especially yeah. the especially the one over the boom there, you know. And you can see it's a pretty small little bracket there compared to the U-bolt that uh, that I added. Yeah. But I think that should hold it. That should keep it from uh, from turning on me there. Uh, I would think. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So it's relatively easy to work up here on the roof. I've got. That's a, a, a roof on my porch. My It's kind of a back porch roof, so it's flat. I can stand on it. There's no way I can stand on my other roof. It's like a 12-12 pitch. So Yeah. Here, it's pretty simple. You can see some orange crate. I mean, some apple, not apple, some milk cartons. You can see some milk cartons there. And basically, what I, what I, the way I can adjust it, I can aim those antennas straight up uh, and, and uh, set those milk cartons out there. And I can grab that mast, and I can lean that whole thing over. And see, with the antennas pointing straight up, then when I lean it over, they're pointing out toward the horizon. And that way, I can, I can get to the parts and everything and the clamps and fix them and everything. And then when I get through, I just uh, stand it back up, put my concrete weights back on it there, and, and then hopefully uh, I'm in business again, you know. So that's kind of... Kind of where we are there. There's a little bit closer picture of the two antennas, more or less, aimed at the same direction, aimed straight up. Yeah, hopefully they'll stay that way now. Yeah, I don't have any trouble. See the two meter one there. 
uh, has two U-bolts that that really hold it hold it well. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a similar problem with my HF beam and my VHF stack above it. They're off yeah. by about 15, 20 degrees from each other, and unfortunately, mine involves tower climbing. Oh yeah, yeah. So, well, well, we'll anyway, anyway, time. we hope we hope that's going to tighten it down and hold them in place. Uh, I don't think it's going to move now. Let's see. Uh, Brent says he uses a thin strut to build things like that. Uh, two struts, that's long bolts. Yeah. You know, this this antenna is probably, I don't know, this antenna is probably 24 feet long. It's a long antenna, man. Yeah. It's a long antenna. Well, anyway, we, um, I think we've got it there. Let's see. Yeah, I had it. I put that that clamp I put on there does have teeth in it. Uh, I I I I looked in the junk box. I looked in the junk box. I don't think you can see it here. Uh, it does have teeth. It's uh it's made the the boom to sit down in. And it does have teeth. Uh, I did take my uh, my Dremel tool and I kind of sharpened up all the teeth uh, uh, in there to uh, get a good grip. All right, let's see. Hmm. Yep, yep. Okay. I don't know about Starlink generating all kinds of QRM. Maybe so. I man, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't we, know what frequency they're on, but I'd figure they'd be up in the the gigahertz well, range. We'll call Elon one night and see if we can get him on here, and, and yeah, uh, we'll ask him that question. Well, here, let's 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 Google. What are you going to Google? Elon's uh, email? Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna get Elon's personal phone number. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, all right. So that's my situation on the uh, satellite. And it's so nice now, you know, with the with the new little sat box I've got. Everything is self-contained in that one little box. You don't have to run the program on your computer. Everything's in that little little box here. It doesn't require any. Uh, um, Opening any ports or anything on your PC or anything like that. No, uh, no, no cabling to your PC, and uh, it's just it's just really cool uh, the way the thing works. So, looking forward, maybe now, hopefully it'll it'll stay like that. Maybe this winter, I'll make some contacts, and I'm getting I'm getting the urge, Glenn, to again to try some EME. Uh, yeah, I know I'm low power, but I do have those antennas. Uh, I do have digital that I can use and I think with the digital mode and those antennas and uh, a clear moon might be able to hear some digital moon bounce maybe we'll we'll see but I'm yeah, interested that's in your starlink info yeah where's the starlink oh uh they uh their uplink is 10.7 to 12.7 gig and 32.5 and 42.5 gig and then their downlinks are 17 18 19 and 37 to 42. Oh, 10.7. Well. 10. No wonder my uh, radar yeah. detector. No wonder my radar detector is going off everywhere. Yeah, but no, yeah. as far as interfering with anything we're doing, I don't see that at all. Well, it probably it's got all kinds of trash and, you know, subharmonics. And is there such a thing as a subharmonic? I don't know. You know, I've I mean, never if, heard you, it. if you have a fundamental frequency and then you have harmonics, first, second, I mean, you know, second, third, fourth. Do you have harmonics now, below that or not? Yeah. Now, Brett is talking about uh, they're interfering with radio astronomy. 
Oh, could be, could be. Well, and well, so, there, there's so many of them up there. How many is up there now? Thousands or oh, who knows? Like, looks yeah. like a wasp circling the nest up there, man. I mean, yeah, I would think that uh, any telescope looking up there, these things are going to be crisscrossing it all all day, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Brick posted an article on a VHF interference from Star Wars. Yeah, there the, there was some interference in uh -huh. the 108 to 100 something VHF band they were heard on. So yeah, yeah, they're throwing out spurs. All right, hey, um, let's look at you know somebody made a suggestion last week uh, to post your QSL cards and uh, guys, uh, we're gonna show we're gonna show a few QSL cards right now. If you didn't get it, get them in, and you want to, you have a chance right now while we're doing this. If you go to our Facebook group, W5KUB, you can post your uh, your QSL card, and it'll probably be on the show here in about five minutes. But uh, I'm gonna pull up our Facebook group. It's W5KUB, and uh, if you're not a member of that group, please join it. We've got about fourteen thousand uh, uh, members in our group now. So let's look at. I keep a few... hoping that Hambot will give me some new QSL cards. Hmm, yeah, well, <laughs> he might, he might. Yeah, uh, Christmas is coming. Well, that's that's true. I tell you, uh, the, I had I had my QSO cards uh, printed in the Ukraine. I was just uh, going to say, yeah, where did I, you I, Ukraine? I forget, I forget the name of him, but he used to donate uh, QSO cards for the prizes for the show. But uh, he was so good. These QSL cards, it cost me it cost me about seventy dollars for one thousand full color, two sided QSL cards. And guess what? That included the postage back to me. Wow, those are some beautiful cards. And here in the states, you know, I, I see people all the time looking for QSL cards and. You know, you can get 200 card, 250 cards here for, you know, 90 bucks or, I mean, it's it's outrageous. But this guy, I had a thousand, I'll never run out of QSL cards, a thousand QSL cards. Let me show you. And, and what you do, you design it yourself. I just sent him the picture and I sent him the graphics I wanted. And uh, let's see if I can pull one up here. I'll just show you. We'll, we'll yeah. look at the Unfortunately, pictures. he's in Ukraine, isn't he? Having a he's little in Ukraine, issue? and I, I don't know if he's still do, doing it. I was or just going to say, he may not be doing those for a little know, while. I don't think we heard from him, but this is, uh, this is we'll, I started off with my card. And uh, they, you can see there, um, I, I, I built just a simple card. I put a little inset picture up in the top left. Uh, showing our show amateur radio roundtable and i just put my call and address here you could put anything on there you wanted to and at the bottom actually it has grid square and something i don't see it there but i may be posting the wrong picture but then on the back side anything you need to print it back there he'll print it and uh i mean they're beautiful full color a thousand a thousand of them a thousand and shipping was included was like 70 bucks man yeah, that's nice. You know, and I they you know they uh, put a lot of the uh, U.S. people to shame. I think they have equipment over there that most pe people here don't have. They've got some really good photographic printing equipment over there that that would do these. So, man, you just send him a picture and bippity boppity boop, man, you you got it, man. All right, yeah. so that's me. That's my station right there. 
It's evolved a whole lot in 60 years. Uh, uh, it's almost almost modern here. You know. Let's see what else we got here. I'm probably going to skip over some. Let me see the way they the way they go into Facebook here. Sometimes it's hard to see them all. Okay. Well, here's one here. Uh, let's see if we can get down here. Uh, well, this one, he's still he's got to uh, stop uh, Putin's terror. But anyway, this is a QSL card uh, from uh, England. Uh, from England. M7 okay. MCQ. Yeah, from England. There we go. Let me see if I can. Pull up another one or two here. WB7, uh, WVG, Oklahoma. That's a, that's a nice looking card there. Looks like he, uh, he's got a picture of his antenna there with the trees in the background, the state. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that's, uh, well, it says that Terrell Martin. I think he was a prize winner. I don't remember what Terrell won, but... Uh, uh, he was a prize winner during our uh, last giveaway. Okay, let's let's continue here if I can. K9ID. This yeah, is over, this Ron. Ron. There's Ron. I don't know if Ron's in the chat room. Not him. Is Ron in the chat room? K9. I don't K9. think so. He'll probably be in a little later. K9ID. K9 right there. That's uh, that's Ron with a gold medal uh, up there, and uh, he always does hats for us as prizes. So. That's so cool. We thank Ron for sending in a picture there. And uh, let's see. Who is this? W8LM. Nice. I don't know, man. I think a dog's a little old to be riding a motorcycle, man. <laughs> you know? Well, it's a tricycle. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, that's just cool, man. It's cool. I don't see a mobile antenna or anything on here, but uh, anyway, that's uh, that's Larry, uh, W8LM. Larry on his guy work uh, calls that motorcycle. Yeah, let's see. And oh, we got some space stuff going on here. W2NNU. Nice. There, he, he sent us the front and back of his card. That's uh, pretty good here. He's in grid Echo Mike 41. And that is uh, Jim Will, Wilmerding, Wilmerding. Wilmerding, yeah. He licensed in 1971. Carl was originally... His uncle's. His uncle, yeah, yeah. I need to get a bigger screen. It's too far away. Cool. I don't know why it goes back to me every time. Let's see. Let's see who this is. This just looks pretty neat. It's got some color in it. W7TVS. Travis. Nice. That's very pretty. Bell, Montana. Yep. That's his current QSO car, extra class license. He's a VE. He loves DX there. So. Uh, looks like some northern lights back there, and uh, I'm not sure what else I'm looking at here. Is that a that's a lake or something? I guess right. Is that a is that like a walkway out to? Yeah, I think it's a a lake, a, a pier or something, or a walkway. Yeah, it I'll looks it like it's now. three pictures. 
Oh, yeah. Top one's a lake, be. and then the bottom one could be is, could be. is the, the walkway or whatever, and then the right one is daytime. That, that right bottom one, isn't that where E.T. landed? No, they landed on uh, uh, not E.T. Uh, you're thinking Close Encounters the Third oh, yeah, Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah they did encounter. Devil's Tower. Oh, yeah, well, that was Devil's Tower. Yeah, yeah. That looked like a good place for E.T. to land right there. Yeah. Hmm. All right. All right, what do we got here? We've got W5LL. Now, without even looking, I'm guessing this is Texas. Yeah, that'd be a good guess. I'm guessing it's Texas there. He's got his oil well. He's got a, he's got a hat up there. Yeah, Brookston, Texas. Yes, that's from Matt. Um, W5LL. Let's see what Matt says. The uh, image was taken by his mom during a local hot air balloon festival. Ah, cool. Nice. Well, I wonder if she got the, the tower in there and everything. Well, it says something that they claim to have the second largest replica Eiffel Tower on display, well, which has a large cowboy hat on it. Is that uh, right? I thought maybe they just put that on there. But uh, obviously she took that, and it, it really is uh, a replica of the Eiffel Tower with a hat on it. Yeah, during a hot air balloon festival. Oh, so that's an all-in-one shot. I didn't know. I didn't know. I that, thought it was a... a I a customized. Was, yeah, shot. I thought it was Photoshop, maybe you know the hat yeah. or something. But that's cool, nope, man. That's yeah. that's legit. That's that's really cool. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, let's see. NF6P RV Mobile, man. How you like that for a ham shack? Oh, that'll work for me. I tell you what, that you know, looks like those sides come out, and you have a pretty big area there, man. Yeah. Nice, nice big ham shack. Yes, sir. I love that kind of RV with that big yeah, front window. Yeah. Turn that air conditioner on and you sit got back. It. And, oh, oh, I tell you what, it's been so nice the past few days now that that heat wave is pretty much broken. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, hey, this would be perfect here. You could ham all day on a trip and let your wife drive, you know? Yeah. That would be cool. Except there's one small problem. I don't have an RV and I don't have a wife. Well... So that's well, going to well, be kind of interesting. We're going to have to work on that. On the road. Yeah, work on the RV, okay? Yeah. Let's let's, let's the, do uh, one thing at a time. He's on the road <laughs> full time and loving it. That's a day. Yeah. That's That looks here. cool. And F6P. Wow. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, let's see what else we got here. All right, what do we got here? W6CZ. What's that, Mariposa, California? Yep. That is uh, Don. Don here, licensed back in 62. He beats me. Boy, he's an old-timer, man. This guy must be, like, really, really, really old, man. He got his license two years before I got mine, 1962. Uh, 11 years before mine. Woo, look at that. Nice train track and trestle there. Uh, you know, uh, we went up, uh, Kathy and I went up to uh, Missouri. What's the, what's the, what's the spot up Missouri? Uh, uh, Branson? Branson, we went to Branson, yeah, yeah. And we took a train ride like this uh, just to see some sights. And it went over one of the highest trestles 
in, in the country, man. I mean, it was it was like way, way, way down there, man. And uh, I think that thing was built like an 1800 and something. Yeah, I wouldn't have felt comfortable. Oh, man. That's pretty cool there. I wonder if you operate some train any. All right, let's see what else we got here. W4NRG. Now, see, that's a, that, hey, that's a good, clean-looking card right there. Yeah. Look at that. that that's, that's good. And uh, I like it. Get everything on the front. Cool. Nice. I like it. I like California, it. Maryland. Now, is that the state of California, or is that a city, California, in Maryland? Oh, man. I think... Is that a little red dot over on the right of his card? I can't yep. tell what that is. I can't, it's hard for me to yes, tell. Yes, I mean, that, that, that's Maryland. I'm wondering if that is California, Maryland. That is California, Maryland. You know, it's funny how they have his name. Like my, my son, Chris, he lives down in, he lives in Missouri, Missouri, Texas. I think it's Missouri, Missouri, Texas or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. It ought to be against the law to name stuff like that. That could be confusing. Yeah, I mean, I'm driving through Alabama, and there's an exit for Cuba. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On I-20 between... You, uh, you don't want to take that one for sure. Birmingham and Jackson, yeah. Let's see if there's any more in here. I, if I've missed any, I don't know. Let's see. Oh, here's one. There's here, one. Here's, here's Bill. That's That's Bill's. WZ1L, that's Bill there, uh, up in Massachusetts. 1979, he got it while I was in the Navy. And um, cool looking car, got the state on here, got all his information on the front. Essex County, cool. I was trying to read his information here. He yeah. got, his, got his novice back in 1981. Yep. 1981, got his novice license. All right. I think we're about getting toward the end. Again, if anybody's wanting to post a card, you got just a minute. Well, we might be getting a few here. Let's see. Yeah. VA2DXR. Oh, this from our, well, this is our Canadian. Yeah, Canadian. When I looked at the picture, I thought this looks like Australia, but uh, no. Yeah, no, no, VA. Yeah, yeah, it's VA. Canada. Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you put the word Canada up there. I saw it. I recognize the call, too. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. That's uh, Reg, Reg Pollard, uh, VA2DXR up in Canada. Okay, that's a cool car. Cool car there. Yeah, KA2OFM is saying go to the top. I'm thinking you're probably going to have to refresh or something. Uh, okay, let me just keep going here. I'll, I'll do that. I'll refresh. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, we did that one. We did that one. Did that one. Did that one. Did that one. Then that's the one we haven't done yet. This the Chucky one, looks, one. Uh, What am I looking at there, man? Is that a... That's, that's Hambot's girlfriend. It kind, of, it kind of resembles an ant or something, but... I don't know. I don't know. This is Joshua here, K7ZIM. Well, he's in uh, Nevada, I guess. Yeah. Got a lot of color to it. Man, he's got some lightning, and uh, man, uh, yeah, I have no idea what it's I'm looking at. Kind of a cool at. card, yeah. I have no idea what I'm looking at. 
some kind of uh, something. But he's looking over well, the earth. Oh, he's got the earth. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, looks yeah. like he's a, a space invader. Yeah, yeah, looking over the earth, whatever he is here. Yep. Okay, uh, I don't know if I can turn this or not. K5DGY. I'm not going to try to turn it. Daryl. Daryl, you sent your card in sideways, man. Everybody turn your head. Turn your head. Uh, but uh, that's, uh, that's Daryl there, uh, K5DGY. That's another Texas call, I guess. Let Pit, what's it? Is that Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, Texas. Oh man, that would be legal. You can't name you can't do that. Pittsburgh, Texas. Where do you live? I live in Pittsburgh. Oh man. Well the one gets me. I grew up in Miami and then there's a Miami of Ohio we drive through oh, on yeah, the way there, to Yeah, there is. There is. Yep, there is. Okay, let's see. Oh, here let's see. Oh, there's you, wait a minute. N Z four DX. All right, we got either the sun setting. I, I'd say it's the sun setting, right? Or you think it's rising? What do you think? I'm going to go with setting. I'm going with rising. You know why? Well, it's in North Carolina, and that's the East Coast, so I agree with yeah, you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's got to be rising right there. I think you got it. Yeah. NZ4DX, extra class. He's licensed 1987, and his uh, XYL took the picture. And she didn't even want him in the picture. That that's such a nice picture. She didn't want to mess it up and have him in it. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right. I think I just I don't know what I just hit. I think I hit the wrong button. All right. This is the X-rated. We're coming up on X-rated X-rated cars now. Let's see. W4ABC St. Petersburg, Florida. No, that's just one of those 40s, 50s era pinup type QSL cards. Yeah. Well, again, St. Petersburg. I mean, there's another place called St. Petersburg. It's know? over in Russia. Yeah. I, I was going to say, you know who had it first. But I, I, I vote for letting Florida keep it. And we yeah, just, Florida we needs just to keep have it. Russia, they changed their name on uh, St. Petersburg over here, but... He got his license back in uh, 1974, age of 16. So I got my license back in 64, age 16. You know, I'm about to say I got age. mine in 73, age 15. All right. So uh, let's see what it said here. Uh, novice call was WN4LTX. Uh, and uh, mine was FTX. Yeah, he uh, he requested some. Uh, uh, what is I? Let's see. I have to read this. He requested about uh, six or seven one by twos, and then he requested I think a, a a one by three, and he didn't get any of the one by twos. So he yeah, ended, he that was ended, the same ended way. Ended up with his call here. You know, That's why I ended call. up with the two by two. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's see. There's going to be another one down here. All right, let me hit refresh. Well, actually, there is another one. Let me go back. He uh, He's not in the same thread. He posted it. Oh, I'm in the wrong group here. Okay. There we go. Uh, where'd it go? Yeah, the WD8IOL. Yeah, where'd it go? I lost it. 
You lost it. It was there a minute ago. It was there a minute ago. It was right there. It is. Right there. WD8, IOL. This is a James Easter from Toledo, Ohio. Good old Ready Kilowatt. Oh, yeah, Ready Kilowatt. Now, is Ready Kilowatt, is that a nationally known figure or was that a local guy? I don't know. It, we had it down in Florida, but if you know him, then I'm going to say he yeah. had to be national. Yeah, I guess he's uh, national. Uh, but he was Florida Power and Lights. You know what? That's what he was up here, too, I think. So that guy gets around, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I, mean, I guess he does it at the speed of light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, he didn't provide any more information with that. I think that's all the cards we have. Um, let's see. Yep, I think that's all the cards we got. Yeah. So, hey, that was uh, per that was kind of cool getting a look at some uh, QSL cards. So, look, hey guys, for you guys that didn't post your it's your own fault. You didn't get your card on the show tonight, and we had millions of people watching tonight. Uh, millions. Yep, that was your moment of fame, and you. You blew we, it. We had this was a this was the the thing that people wanted to see the QSL cars and we had millions tune in tonight to watch that. Uh, KA2OFM said he posted five minutes ago. Let me look for KF2OFM. I don't want to leave anybody out, so let me look. We're gonna we're gonna uh, gonna refresh. Let's see where he put it. I don't know if this is a QSL card or not. I don't think it is. Yeah, that's his uh, picture. Yeah, that's KD five per. That's there, Andy. there he is. There he is. Yeah, right. I was gonna say that KD five per. That's yeah. Andy's cat. Yeah, K two O F M. We got you finally, man. We got you in yeah. here. Yep. That's that's cool. And there's a train going back the other direction. So, all right, cool. I think it's uh, I think that's him. I think that's all of them. Okay. All right. Well, that was fun to, to yeah, do QSL cards tonight, man. And uh, we only had one X-rated card, you know. Actually, it wasn't X-rated. It, it was kind of. It was mildly R. It was somewhere like P to Q. Q yeah, we'll call it call it PG plus. P, yeah, PG PG plus card there. I had to make a note on that. Let's see. Okay. Very good. Okay. Uh, I tell you what, hey, everybody, just hang in there with us. We'll be right back in just about a half a second here. Don't go away. Explore the world of microwave with ICOM's new SHF portable, the IC905. This all-mode rig covers 2 meters, 70 centimeters, 1.2 gigs, 2.4 gigs, 5.6 gig bands, and with the optional CX10G transceiver, it will do 10 gigahertz. This transceiver also has a few industry firsts. It's the first to support the five major general bands from VHF to SHF. The first PoE-powered RF module designed to be at the base of the antenna to eliminate signal loss. And the first to be compatible with amateur TV and analog FMO. Other features of the IC905 include a large 4.3-inch touchscreen, real-time high-speed spectrum scope, easy digital mode settings, 
high-performance GPS antennas included, full D-Star functions, SD card slot. Aim higher and enter the world of SHF. For more information, go to www.icomamerica/amateur. All right, guys, we are back now, and uh, I just saw uh, Mark, uh, K-E-8-H-I-W, says he just sent me an email with a video of the Finley, Ohio Ham Fest. I'll have to look at that later and see, see what we can do with it. All right, uh, let's just take this uh, a moment just to say hello to everybody out there. Again, if you're listening on uh, WBCQ, it is Thursday afternoon for you between 5 and 7 p.m. And you're out there listening on a world-famous station, WBCQ, 7490 kilohertz. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to tom at w5kub.com. And uh, you can join our live uh, show, a live video show on Tuesdays from 8 to about 10 o'clock uh, uh, p.m. Central Time just by going to W5KUB. We've got a chat room there. We have our own chat room. Uh, if anybody's watching this video on YouTube, if you'll notice the title up there, it says chat room is at w5kub.com. We don't use the YouTube chat room at all. We have our own chat room. So if you want to chat with us, you need to uh, you need to log in there. Uh, hit that uh, subscribe button for us. Hit the subscribe button. And uh, it's right about there. Appreciate it if you would do that. It really helps us out a whole lot. And uh, uh, join our Facebook group. It's called W5KUB with uh, about 14,000 people in it. And again, this show is called Amateur Radio Roundtable about ham radio, shortwave electronics, and, you know, a few other little things uh, mixed in from time to time. All right. Well, hey, Glenn, I had fun with the cards there. Yeah, that was so cool. All right. Hey, uh, hey, coming up, guys, don't go away because I got a new box here. I want you to see this thing. I want you to see this. We're going to talk about this in a little while. Let's see if I can get it on here. Turn it on. Okay, how come everything tangles up all the time? What's going on here? Okay, it's coming on. So I want everybody to see this. I'll talk about this in a minute. This is a neat little meter, man. You guys Pretty look? AC powered. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. thing must have a bunch of functions. Oh man, it's got a lot of functions. It does a lot of things. We're going to talk about this in a minute, guys. This, this is a new little thing I unboxed. Uh, I ordered uh, off of uh, uh, Amazon. A great meter and uh, price is right. And man, it is accurate. Hey, we're going to do a comparison in that minute with some uh, Fluke meters, a Fluke 12, a Fluke 10. And guess what? We're going to also compare it with a Harbor Freight uh, $3 meter. We're going to see how they all stand up. Will the Harbor Freight meter stand up to this guy or the flukes? We're going to see in just a few minutes. Uh, so don't go away. Hey, uh, just to let you guys know, something strange happened. First of all, let me see if I can show you. Uh, let me give you an update here on, on uh, what's going on with our balloons. So W5KUB113 uh, is, is still flying, guys, and we're, gonna, we're approaching one year, verified one year. Uh, transmitter's working fine. We are now at 300, 
341 days. So uh, in another 24 days, we're going we're gonna to hit a year uh, goal on this. I think we could make two years on this, this uh, pass. Now, it, it, there's, the, there's the flight right there. Uh, we made four trips around the Earth above the equator in the northern hemisphere. And then we, uh, we moved down through, through uh, Africa, and we've been flying in the southern hemisphere ever since. Now, that may be our saving grace. You know, we have hurricanes in the, in the, in the Atlantic, some major hurricanes and major storms out there. So I'm glad we're flying down in the southern hemisphere. So we're going to be missing all those big major storms. Uh, I think the major storm probably would would bring the bring the balloon down if we if we got near it. Now, so we've been up. Uh, this one's been up now in 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 transmitting every ten minutes for 341 days. Uh, our other balloon, our other balloon, W5KB112. It was launched and it it we got our last we received our last transmission from it at 320 days so we couldn't legally claim anything more than 320 days that's why it's so nice for this other balloon to be at 341 right now we're going to continue we knew we knew uh 341 we knew uh uh w5kb 112 developed uh an issue with the transmitter uh and we knew that because from day one, from launch, we had issues with the transmission, uh, and it started getting weaker. It started getting intermittent, and it started getting weaker and weaker. And then on the 320th day, it got really weak. The signal was so, so weak, but the altitude was still the same. We think maybe the, maybe the antenna broke off or something happened. The process, well, it's weak. We don't know why it's weak. Maybe the transmitter just going out. So uh, that was at 320 days. So we, we kind of have still been looking for it. We think it's still flying. And then four days ago, on day 455, we received a whisper transmission that identified itself as the balloon. And it was over, it was over Venezuela at 48,000 feet. Now, here, here's the problem. On that same day, we were doing some simple testing on a tracker board. So that makes us think that, well, if we were testing W5KB on a tracker board, that's probably you got on to uh, Whisper, and somehow it looked like W5KB, which is 112, came back alive. But here's the, here's the here's the kicker. We've had a lot of people that are very familiar with the databases, and they've looked at this. The the uh, tracker that was being tested was being tested up in Chicago, and we have two data transmissions. We have a second data transmission, like the first one's W5KUB. The second one is set on this 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 tracker for a QX5 uh, string. QX5. Just remember that. The the whisper report came in five hours earlier than any testing happened up there in Chicago. It showed it over Venezuela, and it showed both data transmissions, a W5KB, and it showed the 1X8XXX. So that second data transmission verified it as that as that that uh, 
that balloon. Another thing, testing the, the uh, tracker up in Chicago would have would have sent a altitude reading of like one to two hundred feet. And the one it reported, the one it reported out of Venezuela was at forty-eight thousand feet. So we feel like it came alive. We feel like it came alive four days ago. We got one good transmission of both channel one and channel two. And we think it's still flying. So if that's the case, now it's been flying 458 days. And I'm watching it every single day, multi multiple times a day, to see if it will come back on. If it came on once four days ago after 120 days off, maybe it come on again in a week or a month or uh, you know, three months. Maybe we'll get one more transmission. If we can get another transmission, it'll prove it's still flying. So right now we think we think it's it's it it has flown and it has identified for uh, the flight for 458 days. So don't know. We'll uh, we'll see. We will see. Very cool. Man. It's it's neat to see that one come back to life. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's not uncommon for them to go up into, like, uh, uh, the Antar into the Arctic or something and go silent for two weeks. You know, when they get in where there's no sun, they'll go silent for a, a week or four days or seven days or something like that. Right. This guy has been silent for 130 days. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Plus, we knew the transmitter was going out because the signal got so weak toward the end, people weren't just couldn't copy it anymore. So... Uh, we we think it's flying. I don't know. We think it's flying. We may never know. You know, we may never get another. Well, I mean, you got a lot of good data out of there. I don't see Chicago giving you Venezuela and altitude reports. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna plus, say if you got the second that data, one good plus one, the second data transmission matches up in the same uh, right. in the same grid square. Exactly. So that, you know, that's the key. Yeah, the, the the both data transmissions matched in the same grid square over Venezuela. It showed forty nine thousand feet. Um, the testing in in Chicago was. A time well, the question a time. to ask is yeah. who heard it? Where was the station that heard? Oh, it? it's uh, you can look it up. Uh, you can look up W five KUB on Whisper. There was about four or five stations that did. Okay, hear so it. multiple stations. Heard yeah, it. multiple stations picked it up. Yeah, that's cool. Now, did they pick up the Chicago one? I, I'm, I'm going to say no. Not I'm with that. I'm saying no because it would have shown an altitude of 200 feet. Yeah, not with that second data per and, and, data and the second the second data transmission on the chicago one it, 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 the format is a uh, a qx5 string where on the one we're flying it's a 1x8 string i mean those are exactly. channels those are channels so guys i think it flew I, I think it's flying i think it uh i think it identified and i'm just hoping yeah. man I'm, if it'll come back one more time that'll just kind of verify for me that you know it, yeah it's still that, that would be cool yeah. but uh, hey if it did it once you know yeah that's it, what it could very well do it again yeah uh let's see let me look here in the chat room real quick uh yeah mike is saying brent said he had a ham fest last week brent i don't know if you took pictures or anything if you'd like to maybe next week or something on the show uh show us pictures of the ham fest we'll be glad to uh look at them um, well, speaking of ham fests and things like that, there is 
what they call a day in the park that's occurring yep, yep. in the Jackson, Mississippi area this weekend. Uh, that is not to be confused. That's a monthly event that that club puts on. That is not to be confused with the day in the park event that's being held at Olive Branch City Park on October 14th. Uh, they're going to be giving away all kinds of prizes and, and stuff and, you know, feeding everybody. Uh, we'll be doing some forums as well. I'll be doing an Arduino forum there. And uh, they're actually going to be giving away some of my signed books as, as gifts. Um, you know, so if any of you are having trouble sleeping, then, you know, that'd be the best thing to do is try to win one of those books. And that's on October 14th. So a month from now. That's good. All right. Well, we're not going to be able to. We're not going to be able to make it down here, but um, no, well, that's hope, going to be right in the middle of all your doctor fun. Yeah, I hope you have a good, good time down here. All right, hey guys, let's talk about, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this guy. That is just slick. Isn't it slick? It's uh, seven inches long. It's about three inches tall. It's about two inches deep. It has many functions on it. So, you know, guys, normally when you buy something made in China like that, you get a manual, you get the, uh, you get the book, it looks something like this, right? Right. Right. This is actually, this is an actual manual that came with something I bought right here. Look at, yeah. it. Look at, look at this. That's the actual. That's the actual manual, and by the way, it's like seven languages in there, so, you know, you need a microscope to read this thing. That's the manual. But I want to tell you something. This company here, it, they, they um, I'm impressed. The box, it wasn't a cheapy box. Let me get a, let me go full screen here. It wasn't a cheapy box that's uh, made out of recycled uh, paper. I mean, it's so flimsy. This is a big, you know, double thick box and everything and well packed uh look at the uh look at the uh me look at the uh manual look at the manual it's color it's in color not look at the manual man it's in color not not like this man and look man it's all english it's not it's not all the other languages you know and they they do a pretty good job pretty good job of telling you what everything is in there okay so you know hey neat manual with it right here very cool and let's see with it came a USB uh, cable because it does have a USB port on the back where you can actually uh, send to your computer uh, logs and tracking of various measurements um, got some extra fuses they sent extra fuses um, Hey, they even sent me a keychain with a one gig thumb drive on it. Oh, isn't that cool? A one gig thumb, a metal uh, thumb drive on here that has the PF, uh, the the PDF manual for the thing. It's on the thumb drive right here. Outstanding. Yeah, and uh, you know, hey, it was uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool, pretty cool. Now, uh. The test leads, uh, I'm pretty impressed. I mean, the test test leads are, are really good. They've got the little little uh, thing around here to keep your hand from slipping, you know, on down to the touching the meter down there. Um, they look like they're fairly good quality, and you know, they they're uh, they've got this type end on them, 
they've got this type in, and that gives yeah. you a little extra protection for plugging stuff I in. I like this, yeah. If you look at, you know, typically older meters, you're going to have, uh, you know, banana plugs on the ends. Yeah, like this. exactly. Now, these banana plugs will plug into that meter, uh, but uh, this has some protection. This has protection around it where there's no way you can get your fingers on any of those uh, contacts when you plug it in, you know. So that was kind of cool right there. Now, let me see if I can show you a couple things about this. Let me move right along here. Oh, uh, I think I can do this. I think I can, I think you can, I can use this microphone and you can see it. Ah, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see where are we are. Here we are. Bam, okay. Uh, whoop. So, um, see if I can get it kind of level here for you. Put this under it. Yeah, this is a this is a cool meter, and uh, let me, you're at about a forty-five degree angle. Yeah, though. let me turn. Let me just there you get go. Oriented, oriented here, man. Let me get oriented. So yeah, this is a this is kind of a cool meter. Uh, as we mentioned, it is AC. It has a standard uh, uh, plug back here. I think this plug is actually a 1EC C13, or maybe a C15. That's the official nomenclature for the plug. We probably know it as a computer plug, printer plug, whatever. But uh, An AC power cable. Yeah, AC power cord, yeah. So look at this. Now, hey, you know what? It's so clear. I've left a protective... I've left a protective covering right here on here. It wow. comes through so good. I'm going to leave that on there to help protect a little bit because I'll probably splash some solder or something on it, you know. So, man, it does a lot of things. You've got, uh, you got uh, various voltages here. There's AC and DC. Uh, you've got range. It, it, can, it can go in auto. You've got speed, uh, the trigger speed. Um, you can come out of auto and you can select. You might not see it. You can select a voltage range here, like on a regular meter, 50 volt, 500 volt, and so forth. I'm gonna put it back in auto range. What do the functions do? Functions. Let's let's look at it. Function, millivolt, and volt. Oh, okay. Millivolt. millivolt. Yeah. You probably can't see it right there. Yeah. Take it to the AC mode and see what the yeah. Okay. That let's go. To, let's go to AC. Uh, there's AC function, millivolt. Okay, same thing. I was thinking maybe you do RMS or something real cool like that. Uh, millivolt, okay. Uh, and you've got low trigger speed, auto range. I don't know what this is down here. Rel, rel off and on, rel. Ooh, I just turned rel on. What, I don't know what rel is. Look it up in the book. I'll have to look it up. I'm leaving it off right now. All right, so so there you go. You rel got, or ref? It, it ref? Yeah, that's what it is. Probably ref. Could be reference. Maybe, maybe. maybe. And then of course you got your amp meter. You got your amp meter. There's DC, uh, DC. You got AC amp meter. Right now you get the same things like auto range, speed, and so forth. Function amp, function milliamp, function okay amp or milliamp, or microamp. That's not a milli. That's a micro. Well, right here it's showing MA, but there it's showing microamp amp C. I don't I don't understand that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's showing amp. Okay, that's showing amp AC, I guess. All right, yeah. uh, resistance. 
you got an auto range for resistance or you can you can set it on you know like a regular meter you know 500 ohm scale it's hard to forget that this or hard to remember that this is a, a multimeter not an oscilloscope yeah 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 yeah, uh, five 5K, 50K, and so forth. Well, they got an X. What's the next? Oh, 500K, 5 meg, 50 meg. It'll go on up here on, on range. I put it on auto. That's impressive. Uh, yeah, you got a capacitor checker here. Uh, I haven't really tried a capacitor checker yet. Uh, frequency, frequency counters in it, built in it. Got a frequency counter. And uh, it's got a temperature range. Temperature. Yeah, I don't have... A thermal, I've got a thermal copy, a couple on the, that will plug in the um, other meters I've got. I don't have one for this. It okay, come, it doesn't ship with the... It didn't come with this. It didn't come okay. with it. Okay, is that an option you can I, buy? I don't, know. Or? I, I don't know yet. Don't know. So, uh, go back to frequency. Okay. You can do, uh, and I'm, I'm not real familiar with this, but you can do math. Uh, where what the, what's that do that that does some comparisons I think. The button that says math, it's it's it lets you look at uh, things like um, I don't know peak and average and things like that I think. Frequency so, counter too that is slick. Yeah, it's got a frequency counter in it. I don't know what utility is. Let's see what utility is. Trigger uh, default utility. Oh, utility. Oh. Serial number, checksum, version, okay. Okay, cool. You got a run stop. You can actually plot things uh, with the USB port. You can actually put that back into your computer and get graphs of uh, voltages and stuff over time. And uh, that's uh, pretty cool. So, hey, I'm going to take this over to the workbench. We're going to take this over to the workbench, and I want to see how this compares with a Fluke 12 and a Fluke uh, 10 meter. So we're going to see how that uh, how that turns out right there. Uh, so let's let's check this out here. Okay, uh, we're over here at the workbench, and we are going to just do some basic measurements with the O1 um, multimeter. This is the XDM1041 I just showed you. And uh, nothing scientific here, the way we get it set up. In fact, it's probably unscientific, but it's good enough for a comparison um, to uh, just check uh, with some other meters to see how it's doing. So first of all, first of all, I'm going to show you, if you remember, this is a little uh, bulk boost power supply that we built on a show uh, last year. It's very, very accurate. The, the little uh, stepper here actually turns the voltage up and down by, you know, hundreds of a, of a volt. So we're going to set this on like 5 volts. We'll put it on like 5 volts here. And we're just going to do some quick measurements with the new meter. All right, so we're on 5 volts. All right, let's look and see what we got here. Here's the new uh, o one meter. It's reading 5.0059. So that's pretty close. Now, I wanted to compare this with a couple of Fluke meters. You know, Fluke's a well-known uh, high-end brand name. So we've got the, uh, the Fluke 10 here and a Fluke 12. And guess what? We even have the uh, Harbor Freight $3 uh, voltmeter here. So I've got them all kind of paralleled here to read the voltage. And uh, we're going to see just the differences here. So I don't know if this voltage over here is correct, the 5, but it's, it's close. 
Uh, we're going to set it five. We'll use that as a as a our standard that we're going to use. And let's look let's look back at what we got here. Hey, we're showing on the uh, old one. We're showing five point oh oh five eight volts. Uh, man, this is taking it out to tens, hundreds, thousands. What's that? Ten thousandth to a ten thousandth of a volt. The fluke here, we're showing 501, 5 5.01. And, um, you know, that's uh, that's only one hundredth of a volt difference than what we're showing over here. The fluke 12 is showing exactly five volts. And look at the uh, Harbor Freight Meter here. It's showing five volts, 5.0. Now, you can see the Harbor Freight cheap $3 meter basically only has one digit past the uh, decimal. So you're not going to you know, read anything really, really, really accurate, but it's close enough. Five, five, 5.01, and look at this, 5.0059. So let's just crank the voltage up a little bit and, and see if, you know, stays about the same. So I'm just going to crank the voltage up a little and give it a bunch of spins here. <clears throat> Let's go up to like 12 volts. <clears throat> I'm just slow tuning here because I'm tuning in a hundredth of a volt. Let's go to 10 volts. We'll, just, we'll stop at 10. That's easy to, easy to uh, look at. There's 9, there's 10.2, 10.1, there's 10 volts. Okay. All right, so we got here. The O on is really looking at 10.000. I guess that confirms these two match anyway. The Fluke 10 is reading 10.01. That's only one hundredth of a volt difference. Look at the Fluke 12. It's reading 10.00, and the uh, Harbor Freight Reader 9.9. .9. Boy, so close to 10. It may, that actually may be 9.99 here, and it's about to roll over to 10. I'm going to bump this one-tenth of a volt just to see if this meter jumps up. I'm going to go one-tenth of a No, wait, that's one-hundredth of a volt. Two-hundredths, three-hundredths. And you can see I went up three-hundredths. Hey, I went up three-hundredths here. I went up about four-hundredths here. Went up three-hundredths here. And, you know, hey, we're just making three-hundredths of a volt change, the Harbor Freight. It's actually reading 10 volts, so it's very, very accurate. So, uh, hey, I'm very happy with, with the meter so far. I like the big screen, the digital readout. This is in an auto range. It's got a lot of features. Let's, uh, let's just go one more voltage reading, just really high, how much higher, and see how it, how it does. Okay, let's try a little bit higher voltage here. Uh, Guys, I built this meter many, many years ago. It's a neat little voltmeter right here. Uh, I put an analog scale on it. It reads uh, analog voltage, and it also reads uh, analog current here. So we're going to read voltage, and we're going to crank it up to like 20-something volts just to get a little bit of higher voltage comparison. So if I crank this voltage up here, you can see there's there's 15 volts right right about there. There's about, about 15, and uh, there's about 20. So 23, let's, let's go up about 23, right here. Okay, let's see what the meters read now. So the O one is reading 23.117, pretty, pretty good. The uh, Fluke 10 is 23.13. The uh, Fluke 12 is 23.10. And look at the uh, Harbor Freight meters reading 23. So they're all just within a, you know, 
they're all within about a tenth, well, they're all within about a hundred or a couple of hundreds of a volt, actually. That's 0 0.1, 0 0.1, 0 0.1. This one's a little off just a little bit, but hey, for $3, that's still a, a great meter to have in your, in your car or your toolbox. All right, let's try another test real quick. Let's do just a quick uh, resistance check and see how, how the uh, meters compare. So we're going to put the uh, O on on uh, uh, resistance, and that is right here, I think. And it put it on the resistance range here. And you get various ranges. Here's a, there's auto. You can put it on various uh, different things. I'm going to leave it on auto. Uh, let's see. I'm going to put it on auto. There we go. We're on auto. All right. So we're going to measure some resistors here. Now. <clears throat> Being a good ham, really never throw anything away. And uh, when I was in the Air Force, the Air Force threw away thousands of packages of different resistors. And they were all pretty much, uh, mostly they were one precision resistors. And I've got tons of them in the closet here. Uh, here are some 260 ohm, 260 ohm resistors. And we're just gonna measure this 260 ohm and see how the different meters uh, register here. Let's see. So let's get um, let's get meter on this first one. Oh, I'm on uh, I'm on diode or something. I got to get on resistance. Yep, I was on diode. There we go. There's resistance. Okay. Well, let's see. I'm gonna try to hold it here. Where I don't have to touch it with both hands. All right, that's a, that's a 260 ohm resistor. You can see it's reading 267 ohms. So, I don't know, 10% of a 260 would be 26, 1% would be, what, 2.6? So, these may, not be, these may not be 1% resistors. But anyway, 267, that's close to 260. Let's just check a couple more out here. I believe, I believe this is a... Uh, yeah, that's a. This is a one. This is a one K or one thousand ohm resistor. You can see it's reading 0.9882, almost one thousand. So 98, 8.98, 0.98. Let's see how the flute measures it, right here. Let's see how the flute measures that. We'll be on the yellow flute here. Oop, I got to put it on uh, resistance. All right. Not nine eight nine nine eight nine. Now, what did this one read? I think it was nine eight eight, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Okay, that's a little less than uh, a one thousand, but okay. Point nine eight. We'll go with point nine eight. Let's try this other flute. That was point nine eight on this flute. Let's try this flute. Point nine eight. Let's see what we got here. Got to go to resistance. The other fluke at 0 0.98. 0 0.98. And let's see what the Harbor Freight reads. The cheap $3 meter. Let's see how it reads. How closely it reads to uh, 0.98. Here we go. And I'm getting nothing. Let's see. Oh, I got to put it on ohms. 
I'm on a 2,000 ohm scale. Here we go, 0 0.98. 0 0.987, that's pretty close to what the original meter read. So these are very, very close. All right, so hey, the Harbor Freight looks like a pretty good little meter when you compare it with the Flute 12 and a Flute 10. The O1, it looks like a good meter. It does a lot of things, capacitance, diode. It's even got a frequency counter in it up to 60 megahertz. I want to try the frequency counter real quick. Now, guys, you may remember this. You may remember this. This is a uh, project we built on the show. This is a, uh, a little a BFO we built uh, using the ESP32. And if you look at this scale real close, it looks like an analog scale, like rotating, like rotating uh, disc in there. But it's not. That is all digital on a screen, and the ESP32 is making it look like it's a rotary dial, but it's really not. Let's just see if the uh, uh, let's see real quick if the frequency counter works in the O1, the new meter. So let's put this on. Uh, Let's put this on uh, 80, let's put it on 8,900, 8,900, 8 8.9, uh, 8.9 8 megahertz, let's see if we can get there, 7654321, okay, 89, we're on uh, 8.9 uh, megahertz. Let's see, let's see if the meter there will read that. And uh, 0.89. So we're going to come over here to this meter, and we're going to go to frequency. We're going to frequency. Take our two leads again, and I'm just going to put them in here. And uh, we're at 8.9. So let's see, let's see what we got here. You're going to show it right here. 8.9. And look at that. Look at that, it's reading 8.9008 megahertz. And my ESP32 is saying it's on uh, uh, 8.900.5. So, uh, you know, one of these is all three ten thousandths of a, of a cycle, it looks like. 8.9 8 megahertz right there. So the frequency counter does work uh, in here. One last thing I just discovered. Uh, that I did talk about a minute ago. It comes with uh, it comes with these alligator clip ends that just slide on here like this. You can see that. Well, I have a problem with that because down in there you got to make sure that that prong plugs into the hole, and you just you don't know where it is. And I'll show you what it looks like inside there. Uh, it's pretty cheap made. Let me pull it out. So it's just an alligator clip, and, and they have compressed the end. They've compressed the end right here to. So if you can get that in there, it, it does a pretty good job. Maybe you do that, and then maybe then you put this on a second. Oh, let me, let's see. It had to go this way. Mm, might have to. <laughs> so, yeah. So. It's kind of hard to. It's kind of hard. I don't know. You can't even see in there, really. 
there's no way to see it, I don't think. Yeah, you can barely see it right here. There's no way really to know that you're you're connecting to that. It's it's uh it's pretty pretty difficult. I don't it doesn't connect good. So I gotta come up with something better than that. Probably won't use these. Uh, so anyway, overall, hey, I love the little new meter, man. It's got a lot of features in it. It's very accurate, and um, I think it's a good little meter. If you're interested in buying a meter, you already get you one of these. And it's AC. The only other thing I, I the problem I had when I got it and brought took it out of the box was, this is your standard uh, AC power cord, like on the back of a computer, and it didn't it didn't stay in plugged in very good. It was a little loose. I think the uh, the socket was a little maybe defective. It didn't plug in good, and you can wiggle that, and the meter would go on and off. So I've got hundreds of these cords, so I just put a new cord on it and it fixed the problem. It's got a USB port on it here to um, so you can uh, plug this into your computer, and you can actually uh, uh, record voltages over time and so forth, maybe frequencies and different things. They make a model that has a battery in it. This does not have a battery in it. Uh, I might think about trying to put a battery in it though. Anyway, there you go. That's uh, that's how it turned out. Okay, let's try a little bit higher voltage here. Uh, All right, Glenn. What do you think, man? Are you asleep, Glenn? Wake up, Glenn. All right. Well, that was a that was a kind of a review we did, and we we not only tested the new Oan, we we also put the uh the harbor freight three dollar meter through the process the harbor freight meter actually turned out pretty good i thought yeah i was muted there for a second but yeah. i was listening to the live stream because it wasn't feeding back through zoom but uh oh, yeah that's right. now now you got to say how much does that thing cost oh uh, i think the price was like 129 dollars. that ain't bad at all no no I thought it was really nice. It's a nice little addition, you know, to to uh, the other test equipment you got up here. You know, I still, you know, the, the thing about the fluke and those other meters, you got them laying flat on the bench, the cables will start getting tangled up, you, you know, it's not at the right angle to see. Right. I just thought this would look nice up on the workbench there, you know, with the other equipment and... You know, it's, it's just kind of something new to play with. Well, I, I like that, you know, it's got more digits too, so I mean, it's, oh, it's nice. Yeah, I mean, t it goes 10,000. Uh, that's more yeah. than you'd need, man. Yeah. That's quite impressive. Yeah, yeah, it is. Going to have to go look for one. Yeah, it's called the O1 XDM1041 Digital Multimeter O1 yeah. XDM1041. Yep, yep. going to have to get me one. That looks cool. Yeah, I don't know where Bill is. Usually when I show something like this, uh, Bill Brown's on here. He, he orders one the next day. So I don't yeah. know where Bill is, man. We need to need to get him on here. Yeah. Yeah, it's a toy. It's a nice toy, though, yeah, Mike. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, you know. And, you know, it's pretty good. It, the quality, it looks pretty good. It's not a, not a yeah. little cheapy-looking, you know. I mean, if there's one piece of test equipment that I absolutely can't live without, it's a multimeter. Yeah, and, and this that company, one, as cool as it is, that's and a frequency counter built in. I mean, yeah. that's that's a lot. And this company also, I think they sell this thing that probably an oscilloscope. 
I mean, they're, they're yeah. you know, I need to look and see what else they've got. But I've got a nice scope I bought. I bought a yeah. one of the uh, new auto-ranging scopes. Uh, but no, I could I could use a new multimeter. I've got an old, old, old fluke that I've had for 30-something years. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it you, still that, does good, but... I tell you, but you still can't beat an old analog meter like my... Uh, like my Simpson 260 up here. Oh, when, yeah. I, when, I was troubleshooting, when I was troubleshooting my satellite stuff the other day with that pot out there and, and everything, I thought, man, you know, this digital meter, it's just running everywhere, man. You know, you see those digits going everywhere? Yeah. It's nice to be able to take something like that analog Simpson 260, put it on there and watch that meter move. Yeah. Yeah. It's plus when you were raised on seeing that meter oh, yeah. movement rather than the digits. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a Simpson person too. All right. Well, guys, uh, let's see. Uh, see, we've talked, I think, about everything we wanted to talk about tonight. Uh, um, hopefully, uh, it was interesting for you, and you saw something here that uh, maybe you liked. Uh, we're going to probably shut down here in a minute, and we'll go get us some popcorn in a little while here. I know Glenn yeah, needs I've been to hit the popcorn sack. kick for a while. you got to get up and go to work tomorrow, Glenn? Yep. Oh, yep. boy. So, yep, got to right. get up. But, you know, after that, you know, tomorrow is technically my Friday, and I'm planning to finish the book this weekend. So I will start to be able to sleep in a little bit, relax a little more. I'm going to take about a month off from book work and stuff and just tinker and play a little bit and then just see what direction I go next. I've got all kinds of toys and things I want to play with. You know, like I say, the sunspot mm -hmm. cycle, I'm not going to miss this one. So I got the the rigs going back together and get my antennas fixed up. So I'll be all ready for the winter. All right. All right. We're going to go ahead and sign off the show tonight. Thanks, everybody, for watching out there. Hey, if you're listening on WBCQ 7490, this is Amateur Radio Roundtable. Uh, it's actually a video show about ham radio, shortwave, and electronics. You can join us live on the video show on Tuesdays by going to w5kub.com and join us on the video show. Join the chat room. You can talk directly to us. Be sure and hit the uh, subscribe button, if you will, if you hadn't done that yet. Please hit the subscribe button, the like button, the notify button. Any button you see on that computer, hit it tonight. You know, let's see. What else we got to say here? Uh, that's, uh, that's probably it, man. Good night to everybody, and uh, glad you're with us, and we'll see you see you next week. Don't forget, if you're interested in the uh, mass strength uh, rope, send me an email, tom at W5KUB. We'll announce next week who uh, who's going to get this $20 uh, gift certificate. All right, and and Brent, if you uh, if if you're listening, Brent, if you if you made some pictures and you want to talk about the uh, ham fest you just had, uh, we'll be glad to have you on here next week and uh, we can uh, do a segment on that all right 73 everybody good night we'll good night. see you later